Welcome to the Thursday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. This is Kevin Cole, joined as always on Thursdays by Lee Sharp. Lee, this is a, this is a prime matchup here. Uh, it's a repeat matchup that we saw in one of the most exciting games of the year. Uh, an overtime affair, if I, if I remember correctly, even though it, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, Cardinals, Seahawks. But I think there's a, there's a lot of differences coming into this. Um, I believe the Seahawks were... Were they undefeated going into the Cardinals game? Was that the first game they lost? Um, they've lost three out of their last four. Now we can say that. And um, things, have, things have been changing around. A lot of narratives. The MVP narrative is now swinging a little bit away from Russ, a little bit towards uh, Kyler, the, you know, what's wrong with the Seahawks. But yet, if you look at the, the, the betting on this side, the, the, the lines, the spread is, I believe it's three points here for the Seahawks, which is around where it was last time. Now it's flipped. We're in Seattle now, as opposed to being in Arizona last time. But as we've seen this year, home field advantage doesn't mean that much. So it doesn't seem like opinions have changed uh, drastically uh, uh, on, on these two teams, even though they seem to be going in opposite directions. Yeah, uh, I agree with you that it did open actually at like minus five and a half, but then it quickly moved to 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 three and a half. It was at three and a half for a while, and then to, to then to three. Um, I I and it was you know around like you're saying around three last time. Uh, so doesn't seem like they're moving around. I'm obviously a uh, home field advantage skeptic. Uh, <laughs> if you've read my betting articles, I do think that um, you know this is. Uh, a line that that may be underrating the Cardinals a bit in the sense that I think they, you know, relative to how you would rate them in week seven during the original game, I think that Arizona's better than they were and the Seahawks are, are worse. As, yeah, as you said, that's their first loss. Uh, they've had a few more since. Um, you know, uh, I think this is a, I would expect this to be a pretty close game, not necessarily like the overtime throw that we saw last time. Given that, I'd rather have the points, uh, especially with Arizona. You know, Arizona is one of the best teams for going forward and fourth down and being aggressive. And Pete Carroll, you know, you, you can just very much see in this game, Pete Carroll, there's like a fourth and one or fourth and two. And even though the defenses are, are not the strengths of these teams, just just punting and, and, and giving a value there. So that's where I'm at on this. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have one of these things where maybe I'm just too contrarian, like contrarian to a fault. But it seems like to me um, that the winds are blowing a little bit away from Seattle and towards Arizona. So that just instinctively makes me think that Seattle might be a value in this in this game. I mean, I know we've seen Russ having some problems. Uh, a lot of it's been third down issues. And I think the Cardinals were really good at, at blitzing some of the zone blitzing that they were using. They confused them at the end of that game, which seems to have been the formula that other teams have been implementing now in, in these other games. But, you know, Russ is still playing at a high level. Um, the defense has been really an issue. And then Kyler is one of those guys who I keep on wanting to buy into him because you're seeing this rushing performance continue week after week. But I keep on saying to myself, this is really one of the best rushing efficiency performances we've seen. I was tracking for his EPA per scramble or design run. It's about half a point, which is way higher than what someone like Patrick Mahomes does uh, per drop back. Uh, you know, way, as high as uh, Cam Newton's probably the highest guy that we've seen do this back in 2011. No one else has really been close. So can he keep doing that while he's not, you know, he's not knocking the cover off the ball and, and the rest of the aspects of his game? Yeah, that's very fair. And it's certainly also true, you know, that if you look at Seattle's defense, right, they're much more vulnerable to the pass than the run, which suggests that 
the uh, Cardinals might be better off passing, but it's not like they have a, a bad pass attack. Uh, right? These are both teams that, that, that can, I, I would expect to put up a lot of points. You know, the total in this game is really high. And, uh, uh, you know, I, yes, I, I, I certainly think Seattle is the better team. And I, I, I just think it's it's close enough that I'd rather have the points. But I can certainly see the argument the other way. Yeah, I mean, it is it is on that that three number. So I, I can see I can see if you're going to lean that direction, that would be the way to go. Um, according to the number that we have on Green Line, uh, the market's not overwhelmingly in agreement with you. But I think we see here about 60 percent of the cash and 55 percent of the tickets on the Cardinals. Now, what about this total uh, 57 and a half? Like you mentioned, I think I saw 57 earlier today. So is it, I'm not sure if it's moved up or not that I'm looking at here. Um, any thoughts on that number, whether, you know, it see, that's, seems extremely high. But then again, that's what we've seen this year in a lot of different games. Uh, but this one is in Seattle, too. So I guess we'll have to check the weather forecast a little bit closer there. But it's not it's not like playing in Arizona again. Yeah, no, obviously, Arizona is more domed up. And, and the, the forecast does call for uh, a little rain. And uh, living in Seattle, it's, at least lately, this rain has been uh, kind of <laughs> kind of annoying. I would not want to be out in it myself, let alone trying to you know execute a complex play. Uh, I do think 57 and a half seems uh a tad high that said you know when i when I, I looked historically back at how often these really high totals go over and they do tend to go over so you know it, i can very much see the over happening it's just one of those things where it's like you know when you expect when you're modeling you expect things to be like they were before in that sense this looks more like an underplay to me but sort of my my uh, you know, my 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 head is sort of saying, no, it's probably toward the over, which kind of makes the, the, the makes me want to stay away. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I I think that's a little bit. I don't really have as much of a, an opinion there as I do have a maybe a little bit of a thought of uh, that. The Seahawks could be interesting. I mean, everyone got blown up. I th- feel like there was a very sharp pick to pick the Seahawks versus the Bills a couple of weeks ago at minus three that there were a lot of people talking about that. And that was, that was over pretty early in that game. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, you know, the, the, the Seahawks came back and scored some at the end to try to make it look uh, respectable, but it was, it was over and, and pretty ugly. So I could see how some people may be swayed off of, of the Seahawks this week. Okay. Let's look at prize picks. So price picks again, promo code PFF uh, up to $100 match on your deposit there. You these are over unders on fantasy point totals for different players here. There okay, so there's some injury stuff going on in this game. This week, if you look at the updates from our uh the the Oracle Adam Schefter what he's had on here, it's been Chris Carson likely to play Chris Carson, we don't know if he's going to play game time decision to Chris Carson now unlikely to play. The last the last thing that I saw from him, but then again, that was a, that was a few hours ago. So <laughs> it could have could have changed since then. So Chris Carson potentially out. He's not on here as an option for that reason. And no running back is on here, which which makes sense because Carlos Hyde's probably in, but then you got all these other names because you had Alex Collins who stepped in to be in the main guy um, last week after DJ Dallas had done well the week before. And then you have Travis Homer there. So they got they got a bunch of different names there. And they're probably going to utilize all of them if Chris Carson is not there. So so he he's off the table here. Also Tyler Lockett 
had a little bit of a nagging injury situation there. And I think here we see that DK Metcalf is at his projection here is 17.4 PPR points as opposed to Lockett at 17. And the last time these two teams played, uh, Patrick Peterson was... I don't know if he was completely, he was 100% shadowing, but he was he was mostly shadowing Metcalf, and then uh, Lockett had, uh, I have to look it up here, 20 targets or something like that, 14? Somewhere between 15 and 20 targets. He had a, he had a ton of targets and just went off and was the, the optimal play there, but uh, people are not expecting it this week. Do you have any feelings about these wide receivers in particular, how you think the workload may split up? Yeah, I mean, it does sound like it was, you know, he was uh, looking at, Tyler Lockett, it was, you know, he was, uh, did not practice, did not practice, and then limited today. So it, it sounds like to me that he's probably actually going to play, even though earlier they, they rested him a bit. Um, and, and, you know, that kind of makes me, you know, sort of lean toward your theory that if they're not, if they're not, uh, you know, rela- if they're not having him cover, uh, if, if, if Peterson's on Metcalf a bunch, maybe Tyler Lockett does get a bit more of a share. 17-4 for Metcalf is very high even relative to the pff projection and so i would i think i would lean toward the under on on metcalf more than than taking lockett and then you also don't want to love taking lockett especially if you know it does turn out that he doesn't play for whatever reason and then your 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 bet is just a scratch no house advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the nba mlb nfl and pga for cash prizes This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. Play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE, and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. Yeah, I I agree there. I mean, like you said, this number is a little bit too high, but I think when we discuss some of the showdown stuff, I'm not against um, DK if only because he's had these down performances. And I think there's a little bit of a buzz out there that, especially if you heard uh, Troy Aikman in the commentary uh, when they played against the Rams, he was hammering over and over again the fact that Russ should have been throwing to DK, that he was more open, that he shouldn't have just been ignoring him with, with Jalen Ramsey out there. So I think some of that may, be, may have seeped in over the course of the week. We have these long breaks between games in the NFL <laughs> where you can go, I mean, you see on a week-by-week basis, the narrative is flying all over the place. So Russ is a little bit more, I think, risk averse than people realize, despite the fact that he's had a bunch of turnovers this year. He normally doesn't. Uh, he normally takes sacks for that reason, too. So I'm not sure he'll he'll fire away at Patrick Peterson. But Patrick Peterson is clearly not like a Jalen Ramsey type of player at this point of his career. I mean, you saw him give up what at the time looked like to be the game winning touchdown to Stephon Diggs in that game. Uh, he did have a pick and almost a couple of near picks in that game. But that was more like a Josh Allen express delivery right into his hands situation as opposed to uh, being a great cover corner. So I I don't know if that's a matchup to necessarily be afraid of. 
yeah uh that's that's very fair uh something else you know too you look at uh on the other side look with the cardinals it um you know when you see you know uh kyler murray their line there is 27 9 um you know i'm assuming that they're they're that's based on him getting you know some rushing uh and rushing touchdowns which you know he might but uh you know as we were talking earlier some of that may be a little bit too unsustainable and uh you know, the fact that, that Seattle's defense is much better against the run than the pass, and obviously you don't get as many points for a passing touchdown compared to a rushing touchdown. So I, I think 27-9, even against a, a defense as bad as Seattle, strikes me as a very high number. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's literally nothing you can do to stop to stop them on some of these runs, but just like I said, with this this big differential between his rushing efficiency and his passing efficiency, you'd think that a team eventually is going to say, you know what? We're just not going to let him run, whether it means we're going to have to put an extra defender on on the edge or, or do something to make him pass the ball. And if that happens, I think it can open things up for guys like uh, Christian Kirk down the field and Andy and Isabella perhaps down the field. So I feel like eventually that should happen, but maybe even there isn't a number solution on defense to to preventing him from from running. And I guess that's what what we'll end up seeing. So when I, I ran our showdown uh, numbers here for the projections and uh, I need to make some adjustments to this just to make sure to take Chris Carson out with this with this news from tonight. But it looks like the numbers here, uh, they like Russell Wilson a lot here as a as a favorite, and a few other Seahawks look interesting. Carlos Hyde um, is is looking pretty good here, especially with the fact that Carson may be out. Greg Olson is looking like a decent play here, um, and I'm not surprised to see some of the Seahawks popping here because it's it's one of these weird situations where you have a 30 point implied total for the Seahawks. They're the favorite yet. The ownership projections are leaning a little bit more heavily towards the Cardinals because they're the hot team right now. So I think for, for, for that reason, uh, all those different options are are looking like, guys, you can, you can play here and maybe fade some of the Cardinals. Yeah, and, you know, obviously, you know, as you assess your strategy there is to try to find people that aren't, aren't going to be gone after a lot. And, you know, if, 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 if we're right about sort of Metcalf, right, not getting as many targets and, and you know, who knows if Lockett's going to make it there, that opens up possibilities for a lot of the other potential Seattle targets. Yeah, yeah. So, that, I mean, I think that's part of the play here. Um, Olsen in particular was someone who was open a lot last week that Russ just didn't seem to find on those on those third downs. So, again, maybe that'll reverse itself somewhat. But either whatever happens, it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to have huge ramifications for the NFC, the NFC West, which now the, the Cardinals are leading. And um, I just ran our, uh, let me see if I can find it. I just ran our projections today, uh, pulled the numbers for those. So it looks like right now we have Seattle as 36% chance of winning the division. And we have the Cardinals at a 34% chance. So right neck and neck there and then i guess we also have the where are our friends in la um 28.96 for the Rams. so what i can't get much closer than that between between those three teams and who will end up going forward but we lean a little bit more towards seattle i think probably because of russell wilson as a quarterback play as being 
the more likely team to be able to make it to the Super Bowl. We have a 13% chance of that and actually win the Super Bowl at 6% chance, whereas it's for the Cardinals, it's only it's, it's under four. So I think we're a little bit less um, uh, a little bit more incredulous of the performance so far for the Cardinals and what will end up happening going forward. Yeah, and I think Seattle, too, has the easier schedule uh, down the stretch. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, they made I, the easiest schedule in the NFL. It's really, yeah, it's really a cakewalk. Yeah, and I, I ran the, was running uh, leverage numbers earlier, and it was like, it is, for winning the division, like, if Arizona, if Arizona wins, they go to 54, and Seattle goes to 17. Whereas if the Seattle win, Arizona drops to 19, and Seattle goes up to 52. So this is a huge game for both of these teams. Uh very much uh gonna affect the, how this division shakes out and I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game a lot yeah yeah me, me too yeah just to just to confirm that the so the schedule for the seahawks after this cardinals game it is at philly giants at home jets at home at football team washington football team at home against the rams who have bedeviled them in the, in the past they had some issues with and then at the 49ers and the 49ers who knows who will be quarterback <laughs> by, by the time we get to we get to week 17 so yeah definitely an easy schedule there i uh, hope everyone enjoys the game maybe we'll get another overtime game i think for this one i'll allow it to slide normally i like to get to sleep uh, you on the <laughs> west coast you don't care about that lee but uh, nope. <laughs> us east coast east coast dads we need our we need our sleep so hopefully it'll be, it should be a good game either way and i hope everyone enjoys it out there go ahead rate review the podcast and remember we're coming at you every single day with actionable betting and dfs information everybody enjoy thursday night football thanks